this week on the exclamation mark podcast we're back after two weeks of hiatus and we have metric tons of gaming talk windows 10 warframe ori and the blind forest rocket league cave story 3ds and of course the witcher again we also delve into the importance of playing games on their intended equipment in the dialogue tree are we missing something magical when we play older games on our new and fancy equipment we have new recommendations new Master Game Theater performance, and so much more, starting in 30 seconds on EXM. The podcast that only comes with one controller. You're now listening to the exclamation mark. Everybody to the exclamation mark podcast, the podcast that only comes with one controller. My name is Crofton Steers. I am one of your two hosts for this adventure through the world of video games. Uh, the other host, of course, is my good buddy, Bo Schwartz. Bo, welcome. Hello, Crofton. Hello, exclamation mark podcast listeners. We're back. You thought we were killed, but we got an extra life, and we've come back two weeks later to bring you another episode of your favorite video game podcast. We know it's your favorite, because if you're listening to it, it was pretty hard to find, so you must like it if you're coming back. We hope it's your favorite, that's for damn sure. Uh, uh, Hell yeah. The thing is, it's been... um, it's been a, a couple of weeks, but it's the summer, right? And I was away on vacation. It was just hard to coordinate. So we just decided, you know, let's take a breather. Get everything. There's been a lot of busyness with E3 and all that. We banged out a few episodes. I've been putting out the blog and this. And so we just took a little bit of a pause. But hopefully everybody comes back and continues to We're not listen. pod fading, friends. Not pod fading. Not is that a term? Fading. Yeah, pod fading is a term for how like people start with a, a podcast with a bang and then all of a sudden there's no new episodes. You never hear from them. Maybe one episode gets released that's like, don't worry, we're still doing the podcast. That's pod fading. Oh, really? So yeah. when you say, don't worry, we're still doing the podcast, that's a bad sign? It's pro- Well, it's not a bad sign if you still do the podcast. But, for example, The Bugle is currently pod fading. I'm a fan of The Bugle, John Oliver and uh, Andy Seltzman. Anyways, you know, John Oliver has a show on HBO now. He's kind of busy with that awesome thing. It's a good show, yeah. So The Bugle's kind of pod fading, but maybe they'll be back. I think that no matter what Mm -hmm. he does, he comes back, he'll be... They've had like over 300 episodes. It's not like it's, it's no small thing. That they're pod fading. They've been around oh, for a I long see. time. Maybe, yeah. well, every good thing must come to an end, right? Except for the exclamation mark, folks. <laughs> we uh, are immortal. <laughs> uh, yeah, we say after like 15 episodes or whatever. <laughs> we pod uh, fade the next episode. <laughs> now, right. Bo and I spoke a little bit before the show. We were thinking about doing a little, little bit of a different thing this week just because uh, we've actually played quite a few games since last we spoke. And there hasn't been a ton of news, and there's going to be a lot of news with GamesCon coming up soon. So we thought we'd lay off a bit the news this week and talk a bit about games we're playing. But before yeah. we do any of that, 
I want to talk to Bo about Windows 10, which is out now, and he supposedly has installed on his computer. I have Windows 7. I didn't even dip my toes into Windows 8. Uh, so I am curious if he is liking it and if it's worth uh, me getting it now. So, so Bo, so initial it, impressions. Yeah, in the middle of installing Windows 10, now I installed it like a few hours after it went live. I was like, oh, sweet, it's online. Let me get it now. I didn't stop to check whether I'd lose all my data. So I ran the risk of losing all of our music and all of our recordings and everything we've done for the show, which is on my main computer, um, even though I have a lot of it backed up on an on a external hard drive, um, and it's all online, of course, I, there was still stuff to be lost, so I was kind of kicking myself mid-installation, but it was too late, I had to keep going. Um, I would have killed you. But it installed quickly, it took maybe an hour, hour-ish. And everything seemed to work fine. At least all my games did. We took kind of a break from recording podcasts, so I hadn't really been in the podcast flow. And I think I'm having some technical issues, but all the programs I had installed remained installed and working just fine. It's like I hadn't left, um, although there is seems to be a few hiccups with a few, few programs I'm discovering today. So uh, does it... Does it um like lead to any i know there was talk about what was it a new DirectX or anything it, it, has that happened yet is there any think, added performance to your games or i don't whatever? think my card would even support direct 11 games I, yeah my card's kind of old so i'm not sure if i'm taking advantage of it or not um i think a lot of the games that i'm playing are not even programmed for like it the platform's got to get released then i think these companies will start Release, releasing stuff com that's designed for the platform but everything seems to work fine uh what about the ui like it was it, the last one windows 8 was really there's uh, a tablet focus there's a different so. feel i already had my my computer set to load straight to desktop and i think that setting that lever stayed in place so if there is a tablet aspect to it i didn't see it i didn't go looking for it um i do have this cortana thing which is like kind of like a Siri, I guess, deal. So I can speak into the microphone and ask Cortana questions. But she barely talks back to me. She mostly just Google Google's stuff for me, and I'd rather just Google it myself. So is it is it the same? Like, is it Cortana from Halo? Is it the same voice actors? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think no, not at all. It, it's but, like they've just taken the name. I'm pretty. Oh sure. damn it! That would be awesome. It might be, but it sounds pretty like Siri. Actually, Siri sounds really good. It doesn't live up to how Siri sounds quality wise. Yeah. Um, well, so. I like. I mean, I think it's good for disability is and uh, for for like just usability to to have like that sort of functionality. But at the same at the same point, for people like us who grew up with computers and yeah. sort of like were weaned on Windows, we kind of know. Yeah. what to do probably quicker than asking cortana i would be say good for grandmothers the though icons look a little more cartoony which i don't like but i mean i i really don't have a lot to say it functions like windows it works like windows it's fairly similar to windows 8 from usability standpoint uh i assume that this is supposed to be like the operating system that's going to get it they're not making an 11 or 12 they, it's going to be this and there's going to be a constant stream of updates um, so I expect my experience to improve over time. Did you hear about solitaire being free to play? Uh, <laughs> it's always been free to play. No, 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 no. I mean, free to play, but like, 
I mean, it's like you go on and now it's like you ha- there's microtransactions and stuff oh, now. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, and you can buy like solitaire is an institution. Do that for any other program, but Minesweeper buy, and solitaire, it, like leave them shits alone. You They're can buy fun. like a seasons pass for it of some sort or like some ridiculous thing. Anyway, I I'm not gonna go into it, but like it's it looks ridiculous. So I I, I hope that the changes are for better and not for worse. I do like the fact that they're saying, okay, this is going to be the windows platform. Now it's sort of like, I feel like in our digital age, we're past the point of releasing. Like we talked about this when we talked about annual releases of sports games and stuff, but like, it feels like release a platform and, and update it, uh, as, as needed, maybe have big, big updates and that. Um, uh, but aside from that, like, Windows is losing market share, so I mean, for them, it, it's a good idea to make it free to users, and I like a lot of what they've done. Would you say it's worth getting now, or should I wait a little bit for some of the patches? Honestly, I probably just should have waited because I do a lot of work on this system, and it clearly messed something up with my webcam. So maybe maybe give it a few months. Yeah, there's there, there's there's no rush to upgrade if your system's working fine until you have a reason to, like a game that needs the new you know, platform or something. Um, all right. Well, that is interesting. Well, I will get your impressions as we go on your windows 10 experience, because I think a lot of people are in my boat where we're sort of kind of happy with what we got and are kind of just waiting to see there's what no, sort of, there's no killer app right now. Not yet, not yet. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, since we're going to skip the news this week with the readme.txt that we like to do, we're going to just move right to the games that we're playing now in a segment. We call games per like minute. This is games per minute. How do you feel about cutting his head off? Sorry, I was a little, little quick on the trigger there, bud. Oh, no, whatever. It kind of sounds good. Sounds right. like so, a pro thing. So you have a, a laundry list, and one of mine matches yours. So I'm going to start first um, with the one that doesn't match. I have Rocket League. <laughs> um, so I've been playing Rocket League. Uh, it was kind of an impulse buy. It was kind of... Uh, not a prudent purchase considering my finances of late. I was like, eh, I don't, shouldn't have bought this, but I did. And it was actually worth every penny. This is a really fun game. Crofton, you're big on the couch co-op. You're big on fun multiplayer, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, so there's a hundred other cutesy sports games out there, you know, like Mario Kart and stuff like that. I but love Mario this Kart. This one is fairly fresh. So Rocket League is a game where you play as a car on a soccer field and you play soccer with other people there's you know there's ai controlled people but you can have full you know four on four games with fully human controlled players and the key ingredient here is that it's ridiculous so ridiculous things happen and you find yourself trying really hard to score goals but the ball bounces in weird ways but there's no power-ups or anything like that it's super fun and I don't know if it's still on the top games uh, list on Twitch.tv, but this was a heavily viewed game, you know, in the past few weeks. There's a lot of hype oh, I'm sure. around It's it. like a sports game. That's why. You, I mean, like, you can watch matches, like like um, League of Legends and all that sort of stuff. You can watch matches of well, Rocket. The big thing was that I think it was ESL or MLG has signed them up to be a game that they're going to do tournaments that are cool. televised with, which is a big deal because I don't think there's a big following for... 
you know, actual FIFA games, for example. Like, this is kind of ridiculous, but they're trying to move it. I know the developers are interested in, in moving it into the esports realm. And there's a lot of excitement around it, even though it's a very basic game, I would say. Very basic, well, very fun. See, that's funny because Danny O'Dwyer again did one of his The Points episode, this time on Rocket League on GameSpot. And I, I watched it, and it's funny because it's like um, much less impactful than, say, the Destiny one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But it, it, it really like was focused on how it's an extremely simple concept, but it captures the, the, the game of soccer in many ways that FIFA can't. Because in FIFA, you control a whole team. Rocket League, you just control one in this case vehicle player whatever you want to call it but you can it sounds like you can you know do skill shots like you can hit the ball you control your speed your velocity the way you hit the ball so you can like you can do neat kind of moves and stuff that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do in other games right yeah and you know um, i'm always trying to do bicycle kicks so um you know, all the games I usually play with other players. I've been playing with Scott Johnson and, and John Jagger from Azeroth Roundtable. And so, like, when I'm playing, uh, it, I'll be like, oh, I'm trying to bicycle kick, and it will always fail. I'll be like, bicycle kick. And, you know, it's just like it's a head on your forehead kind of moment where it's like, oh, it's not going to work. I always try and get goals with the bicycle kick. It never works. But it's, it's funny fun. because, like, when I was playing FIFA and they threw in the bicycle kick, and this is way back in, like, that late 90s FIFAs or whatever, yeah. I was always, like, everybody would always try and do bicycle kicks. It was like, bicycle kick, that's the most awesome but thing the, you can the, do. The thing about the car is, like, as a FIFA player, you can strafe, but cars can't strafe. Like, right. that's what, yeah, so it's just like, oh, I'm going to hit the ball, I'm going to get it in, and you just run right past it, and then your enemy's, like you know got a breakaway to your net it's it's like <laughs> it's super fun like the dynamic is super different than soccer because you're in a car and cars are not made to play soccer would cool. you would you like is rocket league one of those games you play like a match and then you're or a couple of matches you're like oh that was fun or is it like a is it like one of those addictive one more game where it's, you're just playing all night one or more what? Game. the matches last five minutes so you get in there you're like oh, i'm gonna play two games this is what always yeah. happens and play two games have a few quick matches after some heroes whatever and then we end up playing for like an hour or two because this is like, oh, we lost that one. We're so close. Rematch, rematch, rematch. Yeah. And, and um, it's a lot. It's just a lot of fun. And, and there's a lot of co-op aspects when you're playing with people. It's like pass the ball. And and there's a lot of interactivity with, with getting it. Ha you know, you don't feel like you're ever, oh, I'm playing this game solo and I don't matter in the game. You know, like you can set up coordinated plays and that's pretty fun. Um, I'll look I'm gonna look out for that one like I've heard enough good stuff it sounds like they were working on this game for a while and like uh, it it's funny it feels like a game that could be like you could have played on I don't know the Super Nintendo or something like that you know with just like cars and a little ball complex. it's very simple that's yeah, which is which is awesome. Like, I mean, I'm all for simple. If anything, we have, you know, our mutual friend that we do the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast with, Mike Hodgins. He'll often, like, he's sort of a lapsed gamer, and we'll try to get him back into things. And he's much more apt to pick up something like Mario that he's familiar with the sort of gaming vocabulary um, than he is with something like The Witcher or something that's, like, dense and complicated or whatever. He he wants that ease of access, and he wants yeah. to be able to get in and get out. And I think Rocket League really meets that uh, quite quite well. So He for would me, play it, Rocket League. He would play yeah. it and like it. Yeah, and I'm... I'm uh, 
Uh, I'm interested in trying it as well. I'm going to definitely have it on my list. Uh, it's what I'm. I'm so um, spoiled with Steam, where I'm always like trying to get things on sale and all that. And so Rocket League's like twenty bucks. It's really not that expensive, but at the same at the same point, I'm I'm like I'm still kind of like oh maybe it'll go on sale or whatever meanwhile i have other games to play so it's kind of like i don't i don't really have time right now i haven't really been playing it like dedicatedly like it's just it's been like a saturday or sunday a few hours here somebody says hey you want to play rocket league and i'm like yeah rocket league's fun well i've been looking for games like that that's because the witcher um i took a break so i i took i've been playing as everybody knows for the past months i've been playing the witcher 3 and i'm finally in the third major area of the game which is possibly the biggest area in the game it's huge and uh uh called skellige i think skellige skellige i don't even know how to say it properly but um it's all vikings and northerners and islands and stuff you're in skyrim land (laughs) yeah except skyrim it is thematically similar except like remember vikings there were, were no all... Vikings in Skyrim, though. No, but it yeah. was that sort of northern Norse... flavor. Yeah. This is more on the Viking side, so there's like warships and like, you know, like um, anyway, travel between islands. It's sort of like the Wind Waker meets Skyrim. Anyway, it's it's a total different game than the the other areas, and 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 still ridiculously fun. But I took like I lapsed, and I was like, oh god, I hope I don't quit The Witcher. And I've gone back to it, and I'm starting to feel a bit of the wear now. Like, but I, at the same time, I really, really don't want to lose uh, the flow. I'm still going to keep playing it, and um, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because God knows I talk about The Witcher all the time. So uh, I've been looking for games to kind of like offer me that that easy in, easy out sort of couple of seconds of game action that that are satisfying um and, and so rocket league sounds like what the doctor order i've been playing uh ollie ollie as well that i mentioned like i i started on the ps4 dashboard often before and after playing a game like the witcher or after a show of netflix i'm like i'll do a run of ollie ollie i like that i like those quick games so if a, if a rocket league game is only a few minutes then that would be what the doctor order yeah it's the perfect quick little game um other other games i've been so games i've been looking at lately are uh i talked about a couple episodes back i think i talked about shadow complex and how much i liked it and how i i like metroidvania type games but how i have not played some of the major ones in super metroid and shadow uh it's crazy you haven't played super metroid what's the other what's the castlevania one shadow of the symphony of the night symphony of the night i haven't played either of those ones um and and yeah i know it seems ridiculous i will get to them i'm sure but right now i'm trying to play the new hotness in those games which is ori in the blind forest uh was released earlier this year and uh i'd say i'm about a third of the way through it like i think they give you a percentage meter or whatever and uh I'm 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 really enjoying it. Like it's it first off it looks super awesome. Like gorgeous art style, really nice. Looks cool. Secondly, the gameplay is really tight. So it's it's uh it is again like uh, 
textbooks metroidvania so you go you, you, the the map grows bigger you can only get to certain areas get certain power-ups when you get certain skills a lot of the skills are very much stuff you know from other games like double jump or you know like charge shot or you know stuff stuff that that you would see very in, familiar in, mechanics very it's very familiar and if anything that is so far my kind of people are are gushing over this game and and the game has this kind of emotionally impactful opening sequence um it's 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 very it's it's very powerful uh and very sad uh but it's kind of like i don't want to say tonally different than the rest of the game but then the game kind of starts after this intro and then it's a game like it's not like where the beginning felt almost like a movie or an animated show or something then it's it's like it's a game and then as you start playing the game it's a fucking hard game like that's one thing it's it's lots of like precision jumps and 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 uh and you know you've got to pull all sorts of skill platforming off as well as unlocking new things. Yeah. It always looks gorgeous, but um, it had just received so much positive praise that so far, as much as I enjoy it, I, I have to say, like, you know, some people were saying, like, oh, this is the game of the year. Screw The Witcher. Screw all these other games. Like, Ori is, you know, the dark horse. And, like, I mean, it could still change my mind between now and the end of the game, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone but i just feel it's maybe a little overhyped it's an extremely well-crafted version of a metroidvania but it doesn't seem to do anything remarkably new that i can see aside from look gorgeous and have mastered the mechanics of those games like super metroid right so yeah but i really feel like like that's the whole point of metroidvania is that the people will play the old versions of the games because that's what they're looking for is that labyrinthian i'm just checking out the trailer now too it looks gorgeous yeah oh it's, it's the it's, art it's, looks incredible on this like yeah i mean it's super for, awesome supposedly gameplay, you can play amazing. it in 4k or something and it looks like mind-blowing no i honestly it looks amazing sound this the music is super good like it's 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 work it's the best kind of crafting and workmen like they they're doing nothing innovative but they're doing everything it could have been made by blizzard they, they, it's this, they're taking. This is, this is like it's really strong on the art. Like some games have, if you were to measure different things, it just seems like yeah. these people are visual artists that are taking it to like the limits of how beautiful they can make it visually. So maybe you're right; they don't have ingenious mechanics. Yeah, like that that's a vector that they're not like we're gonna be the best Metroidvania mechanics wise. But the art looks. The art's well, incredible. It's, it's, I played it, the art sells me on this. Totally. It's just so funny because, or it is, it is incredible. I agree. Is the 100%. music really good too? The music is amazing. Yeah. Out, so the music's good. The art's good. Uh, the story is starts really strong, but then it's just like really you're just going around this area, and and that the gameplay is extremely good because it's essentially a game that's existed for many many years, and they've just put like this amazing coat of paint on it. So you know what you're getting. You're getting something really high quality, but it's not innovative in any it really so far in in many ways. I will say, though, just um, touching on the graphics again, I've been alternating between lots of different games with lots of different graphic styles. And sometimes I'd be playing a game like The Witcher 3, which I'm, I'm playing it on PlayStation 4, has really impressive graphics, like really technically impressive graphics. And it is the most technically graphically impressive game I've probably ever played. And, and then to play Ori 
and then go back to the Witcher. I look at the Witcher and I'm like, man, at one point the Witcher is going to look dated, even though it looks amazing. It's going to look dated. Um, but Ori is never going to look dated. Like you are going to play that game 10 years from now. It's still going to look super amazing. So I give them, I give them full credit uh, for that. And it's a, it's a totally good game. It's just that some people have literally been going nuts recommending it. And uh, so far I'm not there. And this is a really shallow thing, Bo, and I'm willing to point my finger at me for, for, you know, this shallowness, but, um, but Shadow Complex, you play as like a dude, and I'm a dude, and he's exploring a cave, and then he stumbles into this thing, and then like I could really kind of identify with what's going on. Where in this game you're playing this little cutie creature, uh, and he's cool, like he looks sort of like Stitch from L the Disney Lilo and Stitch movie. Um, he's cool, but I mean, it's like you're not I. You, I get I'm, what you're saying. There's no like no action investment. adventure. Like it's an okay, maybe it is action adventure, but like from a like the backdrop of it is not something that's like you know because like it's Super Metroid, it's a girl, but you have guns and it, there's aliens. Like it fits. There's a trope there that you enjoy, like a or, theme. Or also, you know? in it, it, it doesn't bother me that Samus is a girl. I much more easily identify with a girl than I do with a creature that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like this is a little hoppity creature, and and you get into it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just that there is that kind of. And I feel like I'm unjustly evaluating it on on that. And I'm aware of my bias, and I'm aware of like you know, like the whole game's being designed for macho men, power fantasies and stuff like that. Um, and this is a game that is completely ag against that concept. If anything, you're extremely vulnerable from the beginning. People have called it like the dark souls of like Metroidvania games and that it's super fucking hard. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, 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 I like it. And right now I'm leaning a solid eight out of 10, but who knows? Um, uh, when I when I finish the game, like I could I could really come out saying like no that's a that's a I could go higher you know like yeah I'm I'm in the middle of it so it's hard to yeah, yeah. judge further. Talking about this game reminds me of one of my favorite indie games, which is have you heard of this game called Aquaria? No, I've never heard of it's that. It's on one. Steam. It's also Metroidvania. It's very indie, like um, but for its time, which I think maybe it's going on eight years now. The idea was that it's like an indie two guys making it kind of game, but it's very beautiful. And you play as a mermaid underwater and you have to go, you have, you have the ability to sing and the music and art in it are very beautiful. And it's designed to play with the keyboard and mouse, although you can't control her it up. Um, but it's a great game. And so I might make that a recommendation at one point, but that's another example of it's a Metroidvania, but it's very, you know, it's very brony. <laughs> you know, you're a mermaid and you sing songs to get your power-ups and to do things. And everything's cutesy in a weird way. But it's very good, too. That's cool, man. That's the sort of thing you should be highlighting. I'd never yeah. heard of that. I'm just and seeing it now it's on one Steam. Of, it's one of my favorite games. And it's like, well, how much is it? Like $10? Like, it's it's so worth the $10. Um, yeah. No, that's... Uh, that that's uh that's one i might check out after i'm into the metroidvanias i have another one to talk about here i'm also uh because i went i went on this trip and i was i brought i ended up bringing my ps4 i was at the uh, not the cottage but like i was out seeing my in-laws and stuff out of town 
And so I, I, I played a bit of The Witcher and that sort of thing, but I brought my DS as well because I just thought it'd be more portable. And so um, I got I, I picked up a couple of games I wanted to like pick up and play for the, the 3DS. And one of them I picked up was a, originally a PC game. Um, and uh, it, it's there's multiple versions of it, and it's also found its home on the 3DS. It's called Cave Story. Have you ever heard of Cave Story? I have. I I own Cave Story Plus. Yeah, Cave Story Plus is. I think not. I, I, some people would say it's the definitive version. There's all these sort of version things because the most graphically impressive version is there's a Cave Story on 3DS that was all done in 3D with 3D assets instead of 2D assets, oh, wow. and it was sold in stores for like forty bucks or whatever. I didn't. I'm not playing that version. I'm playing the one in the eShop that's like ten bucks, but it is like the equivalent of your Cave Story Plus or maybe Cave Story. Reg, regular um i have you have you played it or i is have it one of played those some of it actually it's one of those ones where i got started and i was having a good time but i just i dropped yeah. it uh, for other things basically it it starts um slow i find uh it starts slow and i started playing it and i was like oh i don't know about this, uh, this one there'd been all sorts of hype and good reviews about it so i was like oh maybe i you know and there's talk about it being a metroidvania and maybe it kind of is but where i'm at so far it feels more like a solo adventure it feels quite unique in its structure but one thing that's neat is that you get these guns and they level up and there's a lot of like there's a lot of almost like contra style shooting the crap out of every thing um but also like solving light puzzles and and there's a story that's kind of unfolding as it goes and stuff again like ori i'm i'm probably like 33 percent through it and so i don't have um I don't have like a, a whole formed opinion yet, but so far I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And like I had played uh, uh, some of these retro games like Shovel Knight and stuff, and this one really um, has made more of an impression with me so far than Shovel Knight did. I did like Shovel Knight, but uh, I'm I'm enjoying maybe the story more, the gameplay a little bit more on this. So so far, Cave Story uh, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um... I, I it's kind of one that I wish I would get back to, but there's just so much to play that. Uh... Yeah, I know. I I mean, like, I'll tell you, I'll I'll make the hard sell on you when I'm done if I think it's worth playing. And it's one of those things where like it fits really well on the 3ds, like as a portable game. I'm not sure if if like sitting at my computer with a controller, maybe maybe. It, or maybe it would be worth it. Maybe it would be. Sometimes my hands start hurting or cramping up a little bit on the 3DS. So who knows? And it, it'd be tough to know where it would be best to play. Uh, so aside from Rocket League, are you been playing anything else? I think so you have. The last games, yeah, I've been playing a ton of Warframe, which I'm interested to get your opinion on because you apparently did give it a try. Probably because I said you should try it. But um Yes, that's exactly so, why. Warframe is and a game because I, it was free. Yeah, it's free to play, um, so that's a good price. And I, there's something about Warframe that just like, I'm just like I just keep playing it. Like it's weird. Um, I really enjoy it. It's non-linear, and if you haven't tried it, it's free to play. Go check it out. Basically, you're a space ninja. Um, <laughs> you don't have a gender because you swap between Warframes. So you're basically, sometimes you're a man, sometimes you're a woman. And there's even a Warframe they just introduced that is both man and woman. And you can swap between the two genders as you play. Uh, the gender's not really important. What's important here is they have awesome powers. Uh, but you never actually see who you are underneath it all. So the concept is that you just, you get molded into different armors. 
and that's your Warframe, the name of the game. And you go and fight the Grenier, which are like cloned people, except they're decaying because they overcloned. And these Corpus guys who love business, and the Infested, which are like you know exactly what it sounds like, infested aliens. And there's some like void people and other crap. But basically, it's a cooperative game uh, where the idea is you play different types of missions like horde mode and 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 spy. And you just go to different planets and play play it. There's like there's a story to it, but it's very much um, garbage random game. So it's like Diablo in that it's procedurally generated. So it's yeah. interesting that the levels are never the same, but you get to know the tile sets. So. Uh, Crofton, interested to hear that you find it garbage. No, I didn't say it was garbage. I said the story was garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, the story is not really there. What's fun about it, the reason... And you know what? I don't know. Did you play in the new update? They just updated the game, Update 17. They introduced... I I played it this uh, over a week ago. Okay, so then you need to play it now because they've changed all the parkour controls. So now being a ninja is even better. Um, You can do all these sweet new moves. Um, running around and flying everywhere it's amazing do you play do you play with the controller or the mouse and keyboard mouse and keyboard all the way like yeah I, well i just felt it felt like a controller it's a, game they, they, it's designed for playstation they have it on playstation and xbox it's designed for both so both are equally viable well i just picked up my xbox controller and started playing because there's a third as soon as i see third person games generally i lean towards controller right so yeah. i started i started picking it up when i started playing because I, I i did play it based on on your recommendation and and to be honest i am going to keep playing it um i'm not sure how much or whatever but the first thing that struck me was like because it, it it came out kind of heavy with story right off the bat like there were cutscenes and, and i thought it was just going to be like i don't know i thought it was going to be like really mmoe but it was really like you felt like there's a story going on and the story was garbage i was like oh man this is sci-fi garbage 101 they're they're t- they're throwing out names without defining anything you have to work your ass off to figure out what the hell they're talking about it all of it is like fairly generic and all that sort of stuff and then I played through the tutorial level and the tutorial level is cool because you kind of like get a new, you know, you learn a skill and then you do it a couple of times and then you learn a new skill. So then you you get a sense of how it controls. And I felt right then that like it was a type of game that especially teenage Crofton would have been all over or, or, or like when I when Gears of War 1 came out and I was really into Gears of War 1 like around that time I would have really been into this because I that third person sort of action adventure and the shooting and all that was really appealing to me I found it super easy at the beginning like I was just like I didn't know how to play I was standing in the middle everybody was shooting me and I was killing everyone anyway um but <laughs> but then uh then uh then I like I I went I finished the tutorial got to my ship and I started doing a couple of missions and it was kind of like I was kind of getting blase on it a little bit. I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of oh, especially I've been playing beautiful games like Ori and the Blind Forest and even The Witcher and the toss and the graphics are it's all very metallic and kind of draw um, cold and all this. And I, I wasn't super into it. But then like some random dude invites you. He's like, hey, you want to do this mission? the next sort of story mission or to get some part for my ship to upgrade my ship. I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever. I'll play with you. Random dude. We didn't talk the whole time. Like I was just on my controller, but we kind of, you know, it was like that sort of like 
you know, he waited for me. I would wait for him. We would sort of try and do kind of things together. Then the mission was done. I went back to my ship. I upgraded it. He's sending me a message. He's like, want to do next mission? I almost felt like he was a staff member trying to, like, encourage me to play the game. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dude, I'll play another mission. So then I, I went back in. And then we played. We must have did, like, four or five missions. And then I was like, okay, I, I have to go to bed or whatever. But he was every, – every time he was like, that was fun. Want to do other mission? And it felt like he was, yeah. like, feeding me drugs or something. Uh, he's probably a young guy. Because uh, if you oh, know no, where to look – nice. Like, I'm in a clan with about 600 people in it. Like, there are lots of people who are in the game. But because it's not an MMO, you just spend your time in the ship. It's like, you know, it's hard when, as a new player – we're all the people, you know. It was cool. Yeah, and it was cool that yeah. this guy is like just comes up. Like, I did literally mission two or three with him, so he must have been a newbie. Like he was newbie like me. We both had kind yeah. of the similar. We were both mastery rank one. There's a little, if, there's a little number next to your portrait. That's your like player level. So uh, it's it's the noob indicator basically. And, and see, we don't we don't even like I don't know. I haven't gotten to any of the pay elements yet, really. Like I haven't played that long. I, I it's just been like running around with my ninja sword and chopping dudes and 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 it feels a bit like games like Borderlands and that where there's un unlimited like little dudes to kill. What I like, yeah. what I I like about this game is just that it, like as much as the sci-fi shit is garbage and as much as the story doesn't intrigue me at all, I I do like that it is like a co-op based game with th third person and sort of these cool moves. It feels original enough that it's not like a me too shooter or whatever. Uh, and, and I do, I do really like that. I'm, I'm like, that's why I know I'm going to go back to it. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I could see myself playing this with, with Bo and we would just like run through a few missions. The missions are generally pretty short. It was kind of fun doing some stuff and like you could drop from a line and stab some dude and it was cool. So yeah, like I, I like I liked it. I'd say again, I liked it, but I I didn't love it. But I liked that it exists. I, yeah, and and so there's two two more things I think we need to talk about, and then we need to move on. But one, do you like the login screen? Because I think it's got one of the best login screens ever, where you're just kneeling in front of the ship, and then you log in and turn around and you start playing. Like I yeah, I do. It definitely. Uh, and and Bo, you and I talked about this. How like from Planet Side One to Planet Side Two, I really liked. Uh, um, in Planet Side One, how there'd be little animations getting into things. It really gave a sense of co cohesiveness to the world and such. And I, I, I like that login screen. I find it, it it works in the same sort of way. And I like the ship as kind of like your little the base of operations. Yeah, the ship is really cool. It's one of the cooler, like, you know, yeah. even though it's super small and cramped, uh, your Li Lizette or Lizette is a cool place to hang out, I think. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, I think it might have slipped my mind. Damn it. Oh, th that, you know, one thing I'd caution you about with that game is that basically the reason to play is to get new guns and level them up and get new Warframes and level them up. Like, there's no reason. It's not like Witcher where you're like, man, what's the resolution to the Warframe story? It's like, who cares? I want to, yeah. what, what new, what Warframe am I working on next? And it is a bit grindy. So, like, the Equinox Warframe, which is new, requires like eight parts to drop from this one boss and so i ran it like seven or eight times it doesn't take too long 10 or 20 minutes to run the level 
but it's grindy and i'm yeah, like that i'm would already nuts like i would quit that yeah like i'm at the point where i'm like i i kind of want the equinox warframe i don't want to spend you know how it's like 10 bucks i think in space points whatever platinum yeah you know i'd like to get it for free because i'm playing this game mostly for free the one thing you can't get for free is like you know how you have a warframe well, if you want to build another Warframe, you have to build. You have to buy slots for it. It's like twenty platinum, which I think is maybe a buck, but it's still a little annoying. So I've spent. I got a login reward for fifty percent off, so I spent like two fifty on getting seventy platinum for some slots. Yeah. But the long term, there's like ten or fifteen Warframes. You know, they're gonna get a bit of money off you. So, so, so like that, right now, I'm I'm sort of like I, I, all I'm doing is I, there's story missions. It's like I'm getting components to fix my ship uh or something uh so like right now there's a drive and there's this guy that keeps appearing holographically some sort of general dude that i assume i'm gonna kill at one point yeah yes yes you will yeah so i'm just like for me there's a story like that's pushing me through it's a shitty story but like i mean there's there is this story i'm not at that point where it's just a giant grind fest yet i'm I'm sure at that point i would drop because I'm not yeah. interested that's, in giant grind fest. The long term is that's what it is. So if you want to log in and play some games with me and have some fun being a space ninja, it's cool. But I'm starting to find that's the case. I've got three max level Warframes that I've potatoed and formud, which are in-game lingos for... Like, like the cap on all of your gear, you can grind it to be like super powered, but it takes a while. So you keep playing missions. But like Rocket League, it does. you can play the same missions over again as long as you're having fun. So I kind of like survival mode missions and that kind of thing. Um, but it's fun. Like, I keep coming back to it. But it is a bit of... I saw somewhere that, like, basically the makers of Destiny essentially copied Warframe and that Warframe is the better Destiny for all Oh, the yeah, Warframe and it could fans. potentially be. It did seem sort of like in that same genre, you know? Because Warframe uh, is free, but Destiny is like, here, give us a whole bunch of money just to play. But um, I don't want to get into that debate. But it's the same thing. It's, like, roughly the same thing. I hear that. So Warframe, but Warframe, like you put in so much time, it's got to be a, a recommend for you. Um, it like is. I, I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoy it, but it's a recommend. Just know what you're getting into. You're going to have to do a lot of research on your own as to what's good. There's a lot of player traps in terms of you might spend platinum on something you could easily get for free, and there's nothing in the game to point you in the right direction except for the wiki or people in the game to be like, oh, don't buy that. Like, yeah. You can get that for free. So... There's a bit of that um, going on, which I don't like. I've played one other game this week, but I want to save it for the dialogue tree. Uh, so because I think that it's it's worth mentioning uh, there um, okay. because of the discussion we're going to have this week. Uh, but just before we move on, uh, I will say that uh, – that I have played a lot of Ollie Ollie. I know I mentioned it uh, last week, but it's uh, I, I got back the, into it in that, that that sort of thumb candy type game. Um, I is is one that I I really really enjoy. So I might shell out for Ollie Ollie too. If if you're listening and you've played Ollie Ollie too, and it if it's better than the first one, like I haven't finished the first one, but it's getting too hard for me honestly. So uh, let me know. All right, I love you. Now that there's one fine dialogue tree. 
So the dialogue tree segment of the show is where we discuss a topic. Uh, we take a topic in the video game world and we uh, have a little conversation about it. Um, so this week, we sort of pre-selected a topic. This is one that was on my mind. And I'll tell you where it, where it comes from. First of all, a little background. I was I bought Super Mario Brothers 3 from the eShop before going on my trip to play on my Nintendo 3DS. So I was playing Mario Brothers 3. This is the exact, like, this isn't like the Mario All-Stars version. This isn't Mario Advanced version. This is like the original Super Mario Brothers 3 as was released on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And I played it on the on the, the 3DS. I'm, I'm still playing it and enjoying it, incidentally. Uh, but it it led me to thinking about games because Bo mentioned um, last week or the week before he was playing Batman Arkham City and he was playing it with the mouse and keyboard and I wanted to just slap him because I felt like that game was so designed with the, the controller in mind. Um, and so it got me to thinking about how important it is to play a game the way it was designed in terms of obtaining overall enjoyment for that game. And I think it's becoming more important with game preservation becoming a thing. So as new consoles are released, old ones get shelved. People are trying to find ways to emulate old consoles. I remember like even in the late 90s, I was already emulating Super Nintendo games on my PC. And so I'd be playing the Super Nintendo games with a keyboard as opposed to the controller, you know. Uh, and uh, and and I was playing it on an like LCD monitor as opposed to my CRT TV uh, and so the effect I was getting was different. And so my question to you, Bo, is do you think that it is important to play uh, games the way that they were originally intended? Or do you think um, that you can play them, you can pick up a game in another sort of format or or a re-release or something like that and, and, and obtain equal enjoyment uh, as you would, you know, had you played it the first time? Um, that's a difficult question. I think, I think a lot of those pixel-based games don't translate well to our modern monitors, and so something is lost. Um, so, but I don't know, given that the way games have evolved, that even if I had a CRT monitor or an old-school television, that I'd still want to play those games. I'd probably prefer playing those games on the original platform, though, because... That's how it was designed and intended to be consumed. So, you know, these re-releases on other devices. And I say handheld aside because if you're getting like Super Mario Brothers 3 on your handheld, for example, um, that's like, it's like a target platform. Like you want it to be portable. So you're sacrificing that to play it portable. But for the most part, like Super Metroid, I think it'd be better on an actual like CRT television than... Uh, than a you know a flat screen, but I, it depends on the game. Some translate really well. I think it's probably fine to play Metroid on a flat screen. I I think that like because you have these games that are that are um, uh like I played Super Mario Brothers three on the on the the 3DS, and I'm not sure if you remember playing on the original Nintendo controller. They're like these, they, they were not ergonomically uh correct in any way shape no, or form there are these no. rectangles with yeah. sharp edges that would dig into the sides of your uh, and it gets thumbs super and... warm when you've held them for a while and yeah. like yeah like exactly and so like, like yeah 
if anything, the 3DS, because of my hands being giant man hands and it being like not small, but, you know, it's not. It, I was cramping a little bit on the hands and it felt like I was like, hey, this is like how it used to feel when I played it on the original Nintendo. But it was funny because on the screen, like it was on the upper screen and it was emulated. So like there were black bars on the side and there's a little flicker and it was clearly not a, an ideal monitor even to be to be playing it on. And it yeah. just made me think of like, um, a lot of these games that are that uh, are no, no longer like you'll tell somebody, hey, this game is super awesome. You should play it. Like you're telling me Super Metroid is super awesome. You enjoy Metroidvania Croft and you would enjoy it, but you missed it. So you missed that moment in time when it was released on the Super Nintendo. You missed sitting down with a Super Nintendo controller in your hand. It darkened your mom's basement playing it on a CRT TV. Now you'll be playing it on an emulator on your computer with like an Xbox 360 controller if you can get that to work correctly. Are you still getting, you know, like an optimal experience? Is it even worthwhile? Will you even understand what all the fuss is about? These are sort of things that I wonder. Yeah, I I think so. I I think that uh I think that if the game is really good it does translate across. I think there are a lot of games that we are nostalgic for that weren't good then, but we liked them because that's what was available like bad dudes <laughs> or you know, or what is it Fists of Fury or Fury Raid? There was one for the Super NES that was really, you know, that like we played a lot and that if I would never play anymore because even I have no nostalgia for it, and it was actually really crappy, you know. So, I think it's more to the the timelessness of certain games, like the excellence with which they were programmed and artistically created. That but still translates like, now because people watch like there's Super Metroid speedruns all the time on Twitch. Yeah, um, I know and they're fun to I, watch. Like they're not unfun to watch. I I I, I understand that, but that based on a shared. Uh, nostalgic experience right that's based around knowing perhaps knowing the game inside out and watching somebody like just perfect it I, I get the appeal of that but as a first time new player it wouldn't necessarily like is that the ideal even though you can up res it even though you can maybe even get mods for it who knows to make it look um, to make it look sweet like I, I don't know like I, I feel like Take take Nintendo games, okay? Nintendo almost always uses some sort of crazy controller. It wasn't just the Wiimote. Like, before the Wiimote, they had... Like, the Nintendo 64 controller was crazy. It's like this giant T weird thing in your hand with, with buttons. And they're some of the greatest games of all time that were released for the Nintendo 64. Some of them may not have aged necessarily super well. But, like, I think of how Mario 64 felt. Like, it felt amazing like perfect thumb candy how how you could pull the wall jumps the side jumps and all that sort of stuff i think about any way that i would play that game now and i'm not sure that it would feel the same way or if part of it lay in the nintendo 64 controller right and a perfect design for it with the wii it's even more amplified because they have like a motion controller so if you get an emulator for the wii or something you would have to find some way like as we move further and further away from the wii and at one point people won't have a bunch of motion controllers lying around um like how will you play those games and will it still be worth playing those games if you find some sort of like way to replace it with a mouse and keyboard say like to you know or will it make the game shitty uh yeah i I think there are some gimmicky games that just won't translate well in the future, but 
Um, I think a lot of these controller games that sort of fit that standard paradigm. I don't know. I see. I I'll, think I'll, that, I'll give I you think an example. That, of the, oh, go ahead, Bo. Well, sorry. I just think that you know, if you're approaching these old games as a first-time player uh, on a new platform, you are not getting the experience because of the hype alone, because it's old, because it's not. There's no like, oh my god, play Super Metroid. It's still amazing. Like a young person. Um, experiencing games for the first time is not going to be excited by Super Metroid. They're going to be excited by, you know, what's the current hype, which is like Minecraft or Destiny or Call of Duty, whatever, like, whatever's big and hype, like, that's what they're interested, what people are talking about. Um, yeah. I, I don't, okay. Uh, you know. Here, let, let me give you an example. Let, let, here's, let's look at a couple recent examples because that's a good point. So Ubisoft has announced that it's going to release. Um, a Wii U launch game, a Wii U launch game called Zombie U. It's going to release for PS4 and Xbox One and PC. It's just going to be called Zombie with no E or whatever at the end. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so all the I imagine that they're going to find some way of like altering what were the Wii U mechanics because the big thing about that game was that you couldn't pause, so you would scavenge. So say say I. I found a, a a body and I was looting it for supplies. Zombies are around me or whatever. It, the game wouldn't pause, but I would I would be only able to see the loot on the tablet that came with the Wii U. You know, so you look down at the tablet. You'd have to look away from the monitor, so you're looking away. Meanwhile, zombies could be attacking you. So it was really made with the Wii U in mind, and they're now going to find some way to hodgepodge it. And I don't. I'm not saying they're going to be unsuccessful, but it feels like it feels kind of like this is. It, it um, that when you design a game for a console, preserving it becomes difficult and, and capturing the experience, it feels like the best way to have the experience is to go back and, and find it on, on that original system as complicated as it is. And sometimes it might sour you on a game playing it on a, you know, in a, a, a shittier version of it. Yeah, uh, that's, I think, I just think companies are like, well, can we wring more money out of this? Like, I don't think they care. I think they care... That's you get a, you get a good experience out of it. Like they're not going to release a turd, or they're going to they're going to try not to at least internally to their standards. But I think it's I think they leave that to the community enthusiasts to say like, oh yeah, play this game on its original platform is the way to play. You're almost like being like a wine connoisseur, where it's like you know this wine you don't drink wine out of, of out of a you know some mug. You have to drink it out of a glass made from the finest glass maker in all of Italy or something. You know like. You know, so when you're espousing like games are best on their best pla- on their intended platforms originally, that I'm inclined to agree that that's the case. But um, I feel but like that's between... a that's an enthusiast's perspective. Yeah, I guess so. If it's between, it, it's just tricky because sometimes if it's between playing that game how it was originally intended or not ever getting to play it at all. There's some games I would say just don't play it if you can't play it the way that you, it, it was originally intended. And then there's other games that I would say, no, no, you need to play that game no matter how you play it, even if it's sh- a shittier experience. You know, As much as I want to slap you for playing Arkham City with a mouse and keyboard, I would want to slap you more for never having played Arkham City. So 
I mean, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like she I says can, it was a gift from you. <laughs> it, that did double slap, yeah. but uh, but I'll give you an exception or an example of some one done right. Okay, I I played one of my favorite games or for a long time was Resident Evil Four, and I got it on GameCube when it came out, which was it was an exclusive to the GameCube at that time, and I was super into it. It worked well with the GameCube controller, but there was nothing necessarily too proprietary about the way that it played. Like, it could easily be adapted. It was eventually adapted to the PlayStation 2 and that sort of thing, and that was not too complicated because it was a traditional third-party, a a third-person shooter. But I eventually rebought that game for the Wii, the the original Wii, and it remains to this day possibly my favorite Wii game in terms of controls. It uh, so it took a game that was designed for a GameCube controller originally, uh, and and then it 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 uh, redesigned it for the Wii controller, which is aiming at the screen. A nunchuck, a really weird controller. Like I think you're going to look back at history; it's going to be one of the weirdest controllers. But it not only did it work, it worked well. It worked way better than the original to the point that if somebody asked me, hey, I'm looking to play Resident Evil 4, I'd say play it on Wii. Take my Wii and play this version. This is by far the best version. And they re- released it recently in HD on Steam. And I would still tell people play the – screw the HD version on Steam and play the SD version with the Wii controller I mean that's that's the money that's the money version. So in a way they took something and they 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 improved they improved upon it, but I think that's a rare case. I think most of the time as you adapt for the future you're going to make your game shittier. Yeah, that's probably the case. <laughs> that's probably, <laughs> probably the like, case. I, I think like, I, I got nothing. I think I, I think I'm done. I think uh I think that uh you know if it's for enthusiasts, if you want, if if you have a special memory that you like in a given certain configuration, that's good. But I think games can work just fine on other things, and some people just don't care. And especially if they don't know what they're missing, then they're doubly ignorant. So, yeah. I'll just close this dialogue tree with a plea to Nintendo to start releasing stuff on the East Shop because, especially for the 3DS, it's ridiculous how barren it is. The fact that the only thing that I found of interest to me was Super Mario Brothers three, like they need to start releasing some Game Boy Advance games at the very at the very least, so I can play me some sweet Astro Boy on my DS. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Sorry. Nope. Let's uh, now we have some thing completely different for you. Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science. Welcome to Inventory Management, where we answer the question, spend your cash or vendor trash? And this week, Crofton and I have new recommendations, but I'm going to go first since mine is an actual game. Oh, I've given you a hint that something's amiss in today's Inventory Management. My recommendation is Rocket League, and I've talked a lot about Rocket League at the top, and all of your friends have been talking about Rocket League as well. So... Um, you know, I'm just going to say the game is fun and it's only 20 bucks. So if you've got the $20, it's a worthwhile purchase. Sweet. Uh, n- anything else that you would add about Rocket League? Do you need a soup up computer to play it or? Nope. You can play it. I'm sure it's available. I think it's available on, on PCs or on PS4. I'm not sure about Xbox. Oh, you the know matchmaking what? is cross platform. So you could get matched with people on consoles when you're playing your PC game. I th- 
I think that I think it was free with PS Plus when it came out. Yeah, like that might I think have been it's the free case. on PlayStation. Yeah. Okay, I'll maybe I'll have to check it out on PlayStation because then I could play you, even but though we I'm can't play. My... We can't play together, so there's no cross-platform partying up. So whatever your friends are playing, you should play on that same. Ah, uh... fine. Yeah. So if you want, you don't have to play with me. Maybe you don't want to play with me. That's cool. Especially if you get it for free. Fine, be that way. Be that That's way, all right. Man. I don't. I don't need to play with you. I'll play with my <laughs> other friends that like Rocket League. I got dozens of them. Man, just buy it on PC and play with us. All right. Um, okay. So my recommendation this week is, as Bo alluded to, not a game. Reason is, as I mentioned with all my games, I'm midway through. I really don't like recommending until I'm totally done with them. Um, so I, all those games are are ones that I've already recommended The Witcher, which I made an exception for. So all the other ones, Ori, Super Mario Brothers 3, I could recommend that. I've finished it before, but it's old. I'm going to pass. Cave Story, all that. I'm, I'll come back to those if they're worthy recommends. So what I did do this week was I watched the second season of this sh- animated television show on Netflix called BoJack Horseman. And... Uh, I would very much recommend BoJack Horseman, uh, season one and two. It takes a little while to get into season one. I'd say it's an acquired taste, maybe three or four episodes. I used to shit on the show Mad Men. Everybody loved Mad Men. Everybody would talk about how great Mad Men is together, and it would make me sick. BoJack Horseman is sort of like Mad Men, and that kind of drives me nuts that I like it so much, but it got me with the humor and now I'm in for the drama and the character flaws and all that. And it's a show about a cartoon horse uh, living with people. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it uses this vehicle that, that seems like another show like Family Guy or The Simpsons or whatever. And, and after a few episodes, it becomes something completely different. It becomes a show about really a character dealing with depression. Uh, and, uh, and it's very, very interesting. Somebody who has like self-destructive habits, just when it looks like that they're free uh, or they've had their big break, they find some way – to to bring themselves down and they feel like that they don't deserve it it's very interesting all the side characters the voice acting all of it is great the the end of season two is brutal but it's still it's still like you just can't stop watching and you keep wanting to see the next episode and of course there's some hilarious bits too because it's still it's like a dark comedy uh in many ways i've never seen a show quite like it so uh, for that reason i'm i'm taking my spot today to make bojack horseman season two to be my recommend i remember liking season one a lot too i i watched it when my baby was born last year and i was up in the middle of the night with her and so it's kind of like bojack and i have that connection now it's like being a whole year since my baby was born i'm like oh it's bojack season two uh so totally worth watching bo have you seen bojack uh yes and i didn't like it very much at all i watched about three episodes i didn't laugh once and you didn't get over the hump that's uh, uh, that's fair enough you know um yeah so like I, I watched your episodes. I didn't laugh once. It had like the it, uh, Jesse Pinkman. I forget the actor's name. Aaron Paul. Yeah, he's, you know, I like the guy from Breaking Bad. I, that was interesting to me. Will Arnett plays BoJack Horseman. Yeah. So like. Um, possibly his best role, even better than Job. 
He's, he's he gets he gets pretty good and does a lot of uh, I, I, I I totally understand and if you read reviews for season one Bo you are not alone there's a lot of people because it changes about halfway through season one it's hard to even explain and I'd have to rewatch it again but uh, it it changes direction and in in, in uh, um, and if it hadn't all released at once I don't even know if I would have stayed with it. But uh, but definitely by the end of season one, it's firing on all c- cylinders, and season two is is great uh, the whole way through. And there's definitely moments that I'm I'm laughing uh, laughing out loud. At one point, not to spoil anything, this is in season one and and two. Uh, Princess Caroline, uh, Bojack's agent, starts dating this uh, this uh, this guy called Vincent Adult Man. Who's essentially uh, three children on top of each other wearing a trench coat, and uh, nobody can see it except Bojack. Like everybody's like, "Have you met Princess Caroline's new boyfriend? He is so well made, he's well mannered, or whatever." And Bojack will talk to him, and it, and and he's like, "It's." Is it clear to everybody else that this is just three children standing on top of one another? Anyway, it's just a running joke, and as those running jokes go, it it becomes increasing increasingly funny. I I, I don't know, Bo. I I think I I can understand you dropping, but it is a good show for sure. Season two has gotten amazing reviews. Yeah, um, it just se- it seems like I should like it, but when I watch it, I just don't enjoy it. So I don't yeah. go on me because it's Crossman recommends it, it's probably pretty good. Um, but uh, it just didn't hook but, me. Hey, lots of people told me that Mad Men was awesome. I watched two seasons of Mad Men, and then I was like, you know what? It's not for me or whatever. So, I mean, like some shows are just not, you know, not they don't scratch the itch the right way. Right. So, yep, that's that's about it. So there you have your recommendations, BoJack Horseman and Rocket League. So BoJack Horseman season two. Plenty of awesome things to do out there in the world. Uh, Those are two of them. All right. uh, Now I think it's time to give them the business, Crofton. That sounds dirty, but I think I know what you mean. Uh, so, yes, you can uh, follow our podcast, and we would love it if you did, at EXM Podcast on Twitter. We have a website, actually. It's called EXMPodcast.com. And uh, there we put up all our episodes, and we also have uh, my blog, The Question Mark, full of great gaming goodness. Um, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. And uh, if you have sort of any ideas for the show, topics you want to see discussed, games you want to see discussed, please email us at exmpodcast at gmail.com. We live uh, stream as much as possible. We took a little break during the summer, but we're back now. Twitch.tv slash exmpodcast on Monday nights. If you follow us on Twitter, we generally tweet out when we're about to go live. Um, for those of you that do participate, like who, who come and, and, and comment, we really appreciate it. We love to see you. The, the one thing is we are filming the show, so it limits our interaction, right? We're, we're, we can talk afterwards and that sort of thing. But during the show, Bo and I like to give each other the business. That sounded horrible. Um, and, uh, of course, if you like this show, we have a sister show. It's called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. And if you go to goodbadbull.com, you can check it out and all of our shows, Good Bad Bull and EXM, available on iTunes, available on Stitcher. Uh, you can get an RSS feed or, uh, you know, there's a way to listen to the show if you want to listen to it. And we really hope you do. Episodes go up on YouTube as well. So my name is Crofton Steers. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Crofton Steers. I hear my tweets about Canadian type things as I'm a Canadian, eh? 
And, Bo, if people want to reach you, how would they reach you? Well, Do you have a clever Twitter handle? If any of you boys there want to go out for a rip, then you can just tweet me at Bo Schwartz, eh? <laughs> have I you seen Out for a Rip, by the way? That's It's kind of old, but it's pretty funny. You know what I'm talking about? And we got into I'm, a fight there, eh? And I was like, you ripped my jacket, bud. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I have seen that. Yeah, uh, can, we're very Canadian. Yep, this, you, is, this is your Canadian gaming content right here on Twitch. They're filling yeah, the CanCon requirements. Uh, if you haven't figured that out yet, eh? Yeah, eh? Jeez. Let's, go, right. let's go down to the Tim Hortons before we go out drinking. We, sh- for we should there. change our names to Danny and Terry or something. Uh, you want to hear a- something really Canadian? And this isn't a plug for the show because I'm not really saying the show's any good but there's this podcast called Vision, and it's got Jonathan Torrens yeah yeah John o- he guy. used to have a TV show on TBC called yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, and he's in Trailer Park Boys so a lot of I'm sure his podcast is more popular than ours and it, this is literally like it's called Vision, and you want to hear some Canadian accents oh my god oh my god they like they're not it's not putting it on man so check it out if you want to hear some uh, Canadian podcasts they like I talked to I talked to Bill down at the store, and he said, uh, "Whoa, what are you doing with the hanging out with Terry? Oh my, God, you got some big problems going on there, like man." And I'm like, "This is Jonovision. He's like on TV. Like, can he talk normal?" But maybe that's maybe he's just appealing to the hardcore I Canadian think he's market. Just being it's, himself, and that's you got to speak their language. It's just man, it is hard to listen to, even as a Canadian. So, speaking of hard to listen to, we. <laughs> We're now going to close out our show <laughs> with a little segment that we love to call the Master Game Theater Quote oh of the Week. Oh my god. I, you made me laugh so much, I, I have no idea where the sound clip is. There it is. It's now time for Master Game Theater. All right. So this week, we are doing a game I have never played, but will play, I am sure. Uh, it is called uh, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. No, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. All these names are the same. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of the great Metroidvanias of all of the times. So this exchange is between a man named Richter, who I don't know, and a guy called Dracula, who I think I do know based on popular culture. Who is Dracula? (laughs) Dracula? He sounds like a nice man. What kind of Eastern European name is that? Jeez. Dracula. Uh, Okay, so... so, The Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a popular game, and I think this next little bit is part of a lot of internet memes when it comes to, you know, some well-known interactions between gaming characters. So, I'm going to play the role of Dracula. Yeah, you're pretty nocturnal. Dracula. I'll be I'll be Richter. Okay, so I'm gonna start and then then you go and then we'll end the show. So thank you for listening, listeners. All right, here we go. Now I'm Richter and scene begins now. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets? But enough talk! How about you? <laughs> <laughs>